0: Good evening, everybody. This is Robert Lee Camp coming to you live from the mountains of western North Carolina, where we're enjoying some really beautiful weather these days. I tell you, uh, when I first came to Asheville on my first actual visit here, um, I immediately liked it. I didn't know why, but one thing I noticed, because I started coming here frequently after that, was that it's... Uh, it rains here a lot I mean we've we have had a drought here and there but overall the weather here's it really suits me I'm not a person that likes really dry weather I like a humid climate it seems to be better for my skin and my hair and just all around and I just noticed it was always green and lush here when I came here and I just love that about this place and it's been like that this year it's been a beautiful green, lush year with lots of rain and everything's growing. I mean, you have to mow your grass like every week, (laughs) maybe sometimes more than once a week.
1: Um,
0: And I feel really bad about people who live out in Colorado and some of the Four Corners area of the West out there where they're having a severe drought and fires and stuff. And, you know, uh, California really never appealed to me either. Um, Too dry for the most part. Uh, though there are parts where it rains a little more anyway welcome to the show Um, I those of you who are here tonight you are the faithful (laughs) after what happened last night and all I want to say is it was a crazy evening and um, I apologize for the show being disrupted hopefully we can make up for that tonight with even better show so for those of you who might be new to the show Uh, We have a little talk in the beginning, and then I'll open up the the app and everything for Q&A mode. And once we're in Q&A mode, if you've called in on your phone, you can raise your hand if you want to share or ask a question by hitting star six, star six, and then the number one when it asks you for a number. So that's... Everybody else has the app. If you have the app, you can uh, just there's a little button there somewhere where you can raise your hand so that you can be called upon for the Q&A session, which will happen just after this talk I have tonight. So I do have um, a little announcement to make first, and um, I want to start by saying that you know this this system. Uh, the whole card system really and astrology is these are what I would call information uh, systems these systems are designed to give us information that can be used in our life but I wanted to say that you know information has limitations to it you could be holding a book in your hand that could make you a million dollars. And, but, and it, it may, everything in that book may be, may be accurate and real. And all you would have to do is follow what it tells you, and you would be successful. Um, but not everybody will actually do or, or go through with it. So it's really about information combined with action. Because information without action is just more garbage in our head, really. It's not really useful. I remember, I'll tell you a quick anecdote. I was um, living in this community, this ashram, and one day a couple of my good friends there came in and they had notebooks and they had, uh, these cassette things full of tapes and they had just come back from a, a whole weekend workshop on how to buy, uh, real estate, no money down. And they were just all excited about it. And they were really like, you know, telling me how great it was. And I was like, I was interested. I was curious, you know, um, but I wasn't, I know I could never spend like the $500 that they spent going to that class. But I, I was looking at other books and other stuff and on the top of all this big stack of like, you know, binders and cassette binders back then it was cassette tapes. Um, there was a little book called no money down. And I saw that it was like a book that might be in the bookstore, just a small paperback book. So I went down to the bookstore, and I found the book, and it only cost me like nine dollars. And so I bought this book, no money down. Well, to make a long story short, uh, six months later, I had purchased two properties, no money down. And my two friends never bought any properties. They didn't. They did. They never used that knowledge. They never. And I didn't attend the workshop. I just had the little book, the paperback book. I didn't have all those cassettes and all the different handouts and the, the binders and everything. All I had was the book that was uh, part of the course. And I put that to use. And actually, I went on to buy 12 buildings, no money down, within a couple of years. And I, you know, it was like the most money I'd ever seen in my life. And that's just a short example. About knowledge it's not really important unless we put it into action so when I do readings for people I want to talk about this like when I'm giving a reading to somebody I really don't I'm not that interested in having clients who don't really have real questions like I'm I really I want the reading to be fulfilling to me as well as to them. So when I do a reading, I'm looking for a client that's got some real questions. I've actually turned down readings from clients who didn't I could tell they just were somebody either gave it to them or they were just doing one for fun, for entertainment, uh, maybe to test me or something. But they didn't they weren't really invested in the actual information that I would have to give them and i i could feel that right up front and i decided not to do the reading so my approach in doing a reading i've had readings in my life i've had readings from different people a couple i can think of off the top of my head two that were really profound and each one of these readings absolutely changed the course of my life so i sought as a goal for myself that I would be able to do readings that could actually change the course of somebody's life and, and give them information that would that could do that, that could actually transform them. And so in the science of the cards and astrology, I have picked up little tricks. I have picked up little bits of information here and there And I've seen this over time I've seen that uh, what really matters in a reading like everybody comes to a reading like basically most people just want information tell me when I'm gonna have love tell me when I'm going to make money tell me when I'm gonna have good health uh, tell me when I'm gonna move tell me when I'm gonna get out of this bad relationship um, you know things like that but I, my attempt and my approach to reading is to help a client see what's underneath all these choices that they make and the reoccurring patterns in their life, So, because we all have them. We have reoccurring patterns, and underneath those patterns, there are things inside of us, energies inside of us, that are the cause of these repeating patterns in our life. Um, And so, the cards and astrology, both of these systems have the ability to reveal some or almost all, or in some cases all, of these somewhat hidden patterns inside of us that are the motivating factors. These are the unconscious, in most cases, unconscious pushes inside of us that cause us to choose things even though our conscious mind may say, speak up and say, well, that's, that was a stupid thing to do, but I did it. Why did I do it? I didn't know why I did it. Okay, so this workshop that we're going to have and this course that I have called The Art of Transformational Card Reading is all about doing readings on this level. And it's about getting information. It's it's about many things, really, but I, I, I guess I would say the the bulk of it, is going to be talking about each individual card in the deck and what is going on inside of them, what are the deeper issues that can be revealed by their birthday, by their card, their ruling card, their karma cards, their life spread cards, the position in the grand solo spreads. All of these things will reveal, and every card is a little different, like how it reveals it, but all these things contribute to giving us a clear picture of what is the karma that, that's generally represented, the pattern that's generally represented by this particular card, and what's underneath that, what's inside of that. It always comes down to either a fear or a resistance to something that we brought with us from former lifetimes. So this is what this course is going to be about. People who are coming to the course also get access to the online course. Really, when you think about it, the course is only going to cost $100, uh, and then because the course, the online course is $400, and we still have openings. I'm going to be announcing this every time I have a class until we fill up. But um, I just wanted to give you a better understanding of what this class is going to be about. So what I have found is this information has transformed my ability to read and more and more I get clients who I can see that it actually changed their lives it doesn't happen every time it has happened sometimes really quite dramatically in some cases but it happens more often than not because that is my intention now i'm there to serve a client if that's not something they're ready for or interested in i don't try to push it down their throats. i'm i'm just there to give them what they can accept so the other part of the course that we're going to be covering in the course is really how our relationship to the client is going into it and you know i mean if you're doing a reading for somebody one of the things you should be familiar with this is just one example is you should be familiar with how you connect with them with the cards. Like, how does your card connect to their card? Because that can have a big effect on the reading. Um, I've had readings where I knew going into it, it was going to be difficult if I approached it in the way I always approach readings. Because the way I connected with the client, I had to change my approach in order to be, somebody that would give them something of value I couldn't lead them let's say like if somebody if I moon to my client they're not so much interested in me telling them what to do or where to go they're more interested in how can I support them by so I just give them the information and I know that they have to be the one to decide where to go with it I mean even when I even when they're moon to me I don't really tell them what to do But it's even more important when I move to my client that I play a supportive role and not a leadership role, which is easy to do when you're doing readings for people. So that's my little spiel about the class. Um, I just want to put it out there to you guys. You have to uh, you're responsible for your own transportation, for your own accommodations once you're here. But it's going to be a powerful class. We're going to do live readings for real people. We're going to pick some people that we know from Asheville to come in who want to volunteer and get a reading, and we're going to have a chance to practice this information. And the course online has so much. It has, I just want to mention this real quick, and then we'll go on to the lecture tonight. The course online has the members of the Magi Fellowship, which we had going for about eight years, on conference calls, Recordings of us discussing every single card in the deck, and all the things that we've noticed about those cards. So you have that resource at your disposal. you have You have information on all fifty two cards, and you have the book that has that information as well. But so like if you're doing a reading for somebody, you can you can go and listen to one of these recordings and hear about that card or what you should know going into it ahead of time it's great it's really great stuff it's really I consider this the highest level uh, course I have to offer you don't necessarily have to be an advanced uh, reader or card person for this class because the the information is all about the reading process it doesn't really matter if you have all that knowledge you will be a way better reader after you take this course and you'll understand yourself better as well okay so that's it about the course. I will be reminding everybody about it. If you didn't get the email, feel free to uh, contact me and I'll send you information where you can read about it and sign up. okay, so we're going to talk about the karma cards tonight. Uh, I wanted to say before I started it was all the knowledge that I have gained over from of the cards sort of gradually came to me as I Used it um, as I saw. I would look at clients and I would look at their cards, and, you know, I just did it constantly for years and years. I've been doing this almost thirty years, and little patterns just revealed themselves to me, and information came to me bit by bit. I mean, if you saw my very first book, which was called *The Atlantean Oracle*, and compared it to um, the cards of your Destiny book that we have now, you would see that. I've come a long way, and and if you saw every issue, every uh, new version of the books as they came out, you'd see how more knowledge was gained as I went along, and and now it's become like a pretty good like, I don't claim that I know everything for sure, but we have a good amount of knowledge, more than most people can handle, and it's very useful knowledge. Um, so karma cards is a big part of that, so. When I first learned karma cards, I, they're in, in the old books, sometimes they're called the displacement card and the replacement card. There's been different terminology used for them because the karma cards are actually cards that, where you um, you, took at the, you look at the two grand solar spreads, the life spread and the spiritual spread, and you look at your card on one spread and you see what's sitting in the other spread in the same position. And so one of them is a... We call the first karma card, and then we have the second karma card. And you can look those up in the in the love cards book, but we're going to talk about these in a lot more depth. So, um, we when we when I began, I just said, well, these are people that you have karmic relationships to, and um, like I didn't know exactly what it meant. I didn't know what kind of karma it was in the beginning, but as I began to use them, I began to see, oh wow, the you have to give to your first karma card person and you receive from the second karma card person that was the first realization that I that I came to you know that there is like a a giving that has to happen and I also saw that there was a, a resistance often a resistance to that giving like we don't want to give to the first karma card but we sort of have to I didn't understand why but that's what I was noticing and on the second karma card you know we just receive from them and it's not an issue. It's not a problem. There, there's no, there's no resistance to receiving that energy. So it was later that I realized that these karma cards are reflections of ourself. They're mirrors of us. They are mirrors of certain patterns that we brought with us from past lives. And the first karma card would be considered patterns that we left a former lifetime or whatever lifetimes before in more of a negative expression it tends to be expressed on the low side of the card okay tends to be expressed on the low side of the card so it needs our attention we need to become aware of it this is funny you know cuz it's about like giving to the card or paying our dues to the card really um and it's really about giving our attention that's all that it's required um, it's not like you have to pay money and and when you meet somebody who's your first karma card they're a mirror to this weak side of yourself that you may not be aware of if you're unaware of it completely, you will definitely resist that quality in the first karma card person. There's such a mirror of that for you. I mean, that's the reason the universe had them show up in your life usually is that they're a mirror. So there's such a mirror that you may like, I don't want to look in the mirror. I don't like it. That's an ugly picture I'm seeing in the mirror. I remember when I used, before it all sort of dawned on me, I used to really resist my first karma card. I'd see when i go like, why are you guys always whining and complaining and worrying about money? I had no idea that that was inside of me. I just saw it in them. And it took me a while before I realized that's my issue. That's what's going on is I'm seeing myself in them, but it's a part of me that I didn't want others to know about, and I didn't particularly want to look at it myself. So whatever your first karma card is, you can look at that and every card no matter what it is has a low side and a high side so you're gonna to have to stretch because sometimes the cards really good like like a ten of diamonds that's a great card right it's like the most blessed card in the deck if that's your first karma card what's the problem my like queen of spades have that it's a first karma card the queen of spades person born January 2nd the first karma card is ten of diamonds how could that be a problem but in fact it is a lot of queen of spades people Have trouble allowing abundance to come to them this is an example they have trouble allowing that abundance to come to them that abundance and blessings of the ten of diamonds there's a there's a block there so a lot of them live kind of lives where they just toil 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 what's the expression toil in trouble or whatever and they don't really they can't embrace all of that goodness of that Ten of Diamonds first karma card. So whatever your first karma card is, get familiar with the negative meaning of that card and see how that connects with your life. Now the second karma card of course represents a something that comes so natural to us and so easy and it's so easy to express it on a positive side that we don't even actually, or usually not even aware of it. It's just, it's just, we just take it for granted, usually. I'm not saying everybody does. But it's really good to look at the second karma card and look how you have that in a way you have it so easy, that particular card. You have that card coming in a positive way with, with little or no effort because you've already put the work into that in some past life. And now you're rewarded from your past life efforts in having that energy come through you effortlessly, okay? I guess I should stop here for a second just to make sure that I uh, address the whole thing about the fixed and semi-fixed cards. There's only 45 cards in the Grand Solar Spread that have this first and second Karma card. There's 45 that... That are in a wheel. If you've seen my books, if you've seen the Advanced Oracle Workbook, or they are the Exploring the Little Book of the Seven Thunders, you'll see the magic circle. There's 45 cards that are all karmically linked in a circle, but the other seven cards, the remaining seven cards, do not have a karma card, like we're talking about here. There is no like when, when, when one of these seven cards, and let's just go ahead and list them really quick. We have the Ace of Clubs, Two of Hearts, Seven of Diamonds, Nine of Hearts, Eight of Clubs, Jack of Hearts, and King of Spades. Okay, so we have these seven cards. They don't, they're not mirrors of each other. The only mirror you might suggest between any two of these cards is that they're very stubborn and very fixed in some way like the you know the uh, two of hearts and the jack of hearts and the seven of diamonds because it well they're all fixed okay they're all fixed but if the suit tells you what they're usually fixed about like the hearts would be fixed in the way they are about friends and lovers and relationships and marriage and so forth and then the diamonds would be fixed in the value the seven of diamonds the king of spades being the most fixed of card of all in the whole deck it's like the lord of the whole deck sitting up there in the crown line uh immovable just fixed will the strongest most fixed and most powerful card in the whole deck okay now it's interesting when you look at the yearly spreads of all these cards you'll see repeating patterns i believe every single one of them has uh repeating patterns You'll see yeah even the eight of clubs does they have repeating patterns because they have each other somewhere in their life spread and since they stay in the same positions in the Grand solar spreads or they alternate between two positions they will have alternating and reoccurring uh, patterns and the other thing is they don't really have these karma cards we're talking about tonight first and second karma cards they don't and that leads us to the last thing they don't have environment cards every year and they don't have displacement cards every year because they move they do not they do not move and nobody sits in their spot see except the semi fixed cards switch places with each other but the fixed cards never move nobody gets to dis- displace the tenant the king of spades or the eight of clubs or the jack cards. nobody goes there they own that spot their whole life they don't move everybody else comes in and out of their life but they are the fixed quality there but the rest of us which is most of us and of course even people who are these seven fixed and semi-fixed cards they often have willing cards that do move and have karma cards and so forth and environment displacement cards even the king of spades If you're born on January 1st, your planetary ruling card is the Five of Clubs, and that certainly moves around the deck, and it has two Karma cards, and it also has an Environment and Displacement card every year. Okay, So I want to talk, though, about the Displacement card and the Environment card. So these things are only in effect for a year. Every year has one. And they have other meanings, but I want to give you a new way of looking at your displacement card and your environment card. And that is, consider your displacement card to be your, a first karma card for one year. It's something that, in a more temporary basis, needs your attention, needs to be strengthened by your attention so like if you displace a card of somebody you know that you're hanging out with living with working with in a particular year you may normally uh in normal in a normal year you might be the leader of that relationship you might be the one that basically directs where it's going to go but on that year you have to give in to that person and you have to basically follow them. Basically, you have to acknowledge them and give them your attention. That's what it means. So, And even if it's not somebody you know, of course, the Displacement card represents something that we have to give attention to, okay? So it's very, very significant. And the, the Environment card is your yearly second karma, second karma card. So here is something that's coming in without any effort, something to be appreciated, okay? Something to be appreciated. So I would highly recommend everybody get familiar with your karma cards. The second karma card and the environment card every year, be aware of how much a blessing that is in your life you know it magnifies in my experience anyway it magnifies blessings the more attention that we put on them just just acknowledging them it's not like we have to uh, chant their name all day long or anything but there needs a lot of people living in the world today we don't acknowledge what we have it's the biggest cause of poverty it's the biggest cause of money problems is not acknowledging what we have. By the way, I've decided that our next uh, call, which will be either next week or probably two weeks from now, I'm going to talk about money. I can't I can't wait to talk about money, money and prosperity. Um, I mean, it's in my book, Big Money Book, and I have a course, and it's great. I think it's great. It, it transformed my life, the information. But we're going to have a nice talk about it. If any of you would like to see your whole life change prosperity-wise, be sure and come in for that that call in a couple of weeks. That's going to be our next topic. So be aware of this yearly environment card as a blessing. Take it into account. Take a look at it. See what's good. It could be a person or it could be an energy or it could be both. And also look at the displacement card. We talk about it in our classes. We talk about it like the displacement card is you've rented this card's space out for the year, and you have to pay them rent. But what you really have to pay in the, in the case of the first karma card, which is a lifetime displacement card, and the yearly displacement card is we have to give attention. It means that's something that is, is, is expressing itself on a negative side more of a negative level in our life needs to be elevated to a higher expression of some form or the other okay it's it's not that complicated but it's very very powerful and you know the karma cards is one of the key things we look at when we're looking for what a person's issues are it's not always the most important thing It varies. It varies, really. A lot of cards, it's more like about the other cards, Pluto card, uh, Saturn card, different things in the life spread, um, the position in the grand solar spread, what line and row they're in, and so forth. But Karma cards is one that we should always take a look at because it always reveals something, something of importance. Okay? So that concludes our discussion tonight. We are now going to go into Q&A mode. We're going to take a short break. Uh, You're welcome to get into the queue to ask a question or to share. If you're just calling on your phone, you have to press uh, star six and then the number one. And if you're using the app, there should be a button somewhere on that screen. Where you can join in and be uh, in in the Q and A session. Okay, so we're just going to have just a brief break here, um, a couple of minutes, and then I'll be right back with our uh, Q and A session. Be right back. back everybody. Uh, thank you for hanging around here. Uh, George, are you there? Mr. L. Presleyan. Oh, hi. Hi, Robert. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you just fine. So, George wrote his um, question, in. he's a jack of clubs. Uh, am I, I don't remember your ruling card. Is it a four of hearts, George? What is your two, ruling? two of clubs. Two of clubs. Okay, great. Which has the in here.
2: jack of diamonds and venus.
0: Yes, so you're an Aries. And um, okay, so this is a very interesting uh, situation because George has a Jack of Diamonds as his first karma card. It's also his life spread Saturn card. And and this this happens a lot. There's 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 well I shouldn't say a lot, there's about five or six cards in the deck that have one or both of their karma cards in their life spread like the queen of clubs has their uh first karma card two of spades as their jupiter card and the two of spades has their first karma card the six of spades as their mars card and so forth so it it happens but i think i'm not sure but i think the jack of clubs is the only one that has their karma card as also a saturn card so you know i would imagine now you know you are a jack of clubs uh, I'm a Jack of Clubs decanate ruler, so I can speak from my own experience, but yeah. I would imagine that, you know, I, well, I'll give you an, a, just a quick thing. Like when I was a kid, I used to steal out of stores. I was a, I was a thief. I would shoplift. Um, I don't know why I did. I think we had money when I was young, but I would go into stores and steal things, and I got caught three times and finally stopped when my mother <laughs> – my mother was very smart, and um, she had the police kind of haul me away when I was eight years old. And she said, I'm sorry, Robert, but you've, you've crossed the line, and we can't, you're going to jail. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so, um, anyway, that, that ended my, my, uh, my stealing spree, my crime spree right there. <laughs> she scared the crap out of me. Uh, oh, Marguerite, you're already in the queue, don't worry, you'll be next, okay, uh, she's asking. So what's been your experience of this Jack of Diamonds, George? I'm just curious. Um,
2: I'm just, the the reason I asked the question is because it's, what is the, it's not really that thing like seeing, can't see the forest for the trees, but it's like, it seems like it's such a huge thing that's like right in my, not just my face, but in my whole life, that if I could get some perspective on it, you know, just on that card itself in those three positions, like obviously that is, to me, it seems like the loudest, biggest, most important kind of key that if I could just know that card better.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's, yeah, well, it's funny, you know, when I first met my first card teacher, which was Arnie Lean, uh, I don't know. We were talking in one of the classes. I was a, just a total noob at the time, but I asked him about. I don't know. I guess we were talking about lifetime challenges, and I asked him what mine was, and he pointed to the Jack of Clubs, my Pluto card. He said, "That's that's that's your thing." But you know, I didn't know really what it meant at that time. It took yeah. me. It took me literally. I don't know. 30 years maybe maybe longer before it dawned on me how dishonest I am sometimes (laughs) you know I was completely like blind to it Um, and you know I mean I remember I had stories about you know myself when I was a kid and I was quite a storyteller and when I was a kid too I was a thief and a liar So, but I realized that, you know, even though I had lived a life where I had sort of, you know, devoted myself to a higher standard of honesty, I actually wasn't living that life of honesty that I envisioned for myself. And it was a big, it was a huge breakthrough for me to see that. I feel like a
2: priest taking your confession.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, I, it was hard. I mean, it was hard because I had an image of myself as being this honest person for so long. And I was so, I also noticed that, you know, I would get really mad at people that weren't honest. And I would have a lot of trouble with like movies and TV shows where there was a lot of lying going on. It would really push my buttons, you know? And, but I never thought for a moment that I was a dishonest person. And then I realized that, And it was mostly in the area of relationship where I really was dishonest. Um, And it was a huge breakthrough for me, you know. And I'm not really ashamed of it, of myself anymore. I mean, I feel like I'm no different than everybody else. All of us can be dishonest, you know. But it's particular to the jacket gloves. It is, you know. I mean, I've just seen it over and over again. It's just that sometimes it's well hidden, you know. I think it's just well hidden sometimes. So you know, I suggest that, like myself, I suggest you take a look for yourself and see what you find there.
2: You know, but that's see, regarding the Jack of Clubs. What about the Jack of Diamonds, which is you know, well,
0: well, the Jack of Diamonds. I think they're kind of connected. It's it's almost like having a double Jack. You know, it's like having two Jacks uh, at the same time. And Jacks, all Jacks have the potential for dishonesty or for the thieving part, um, I mean, maybe you haven't stolen, but I know lots of Jack of Diamonds who have. I did, and I wasn't a Jack of Diamonds, but I'm a Jack of Clubs, you know. So you'll have to look and see for yourself, is there any of that, has there been any of that in your life? I mean, we're so smart, you know, at Jack of Clubs, we, we think we know everything. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to sometimes for us to see the forest for the trees, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we got everything so figured out and calculated and, you know, labeled properly and categorized in the right way that we sometimes miss the big points, you know, yeah. or miss what's right in front of us. So it's another, it's a really juicy area for self exploration. That's the best thing I could say about it, you know. Yeah. It's, it's well, really a great area. And what about just the fact that it, sh- that it shows up, the Jock of
2: Diamonds, like in three different places? Like what, Yeah. What you, you know, what kind of a,
0: well, you, you know, telling me in that regard? well, I've written, um, I've written up, or maybe, I think I might have had a talk about it on this radio show. There's a connection between Venus and Saturn uh, that's actually a positive connection. You might know that in Vedic astrology, they're actually considered friends, Venus and Saturn. Which is kind of funny because we would look at Venus and Saturn and say, oh, that's terrible, you know, Venus and Saturn. But if you look at the Seven of Diamonds and Nine of Hearts, one is the Venus-Venus card, one is the Saturn-Saturn card, you know. And there's a, there's a connection there. And it turns out that it's actually a positive connection. So you have one in Saturn, you also have it in Venus. And I think that actually helps that to Oh, some okay. Extent. Okay,
2: that's good, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really good. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I would definitely explore like how what parts of you that you can see are the sneaky jack, yeah, you know, yeah, and um you I might as well
2: some, give i had I had like some incredible experiences with doing that, just unbelievable, like oh, like, yeah, I think that if you. Find stuff like that, and then you dig into it, and you do something that really works on that. It is probably for just generally for people, and specifically for me, it you're just like that's like the easiest way you can have the biggest cool stuff happen, and because it seems at first like oh that's a bad thing, you know oh I don't want to go there, but when right. you figure out a way to go there, which I did, like there was this um I don't know how many years ago, but there was this uh, uh, guided meditation tape which was a pair and one side of the tape was about honesty and the other side was about integrity right so it's like you listen to each one for seven days and it's this self-inquiry about you know Uh why do I lie and why am I It's about honesty and integrity was really good good stuff and I had this and I thought well I don't know if I really need to listen to that because you know you have lots of different tapes and different topics Sure. sure and then I thought you're a jock of clubs of course you should listen to it, (laughs) and if you think you shouldn't listen to it, even more so, and so I okay, on that basis, on that logic, and I did it, and the things that manifested in my life within, like, several months of listening and doing that process was the, the most greatest things that I would have, beyond anything I could have ever imagined or wished for.
0: Wow, that's awesome, man, that's a great story you know we we jack of clubs have incredible like beautiful minds i mean we do really have a gift you know it has a downside of course like most gifts but it's something that it can actually be used to lead us to the higher path you know it can have that purpose and that when it's doing that it's more fulfilling like a divine purpose in my opinion so that's a very cool story yeah. I appreciate you, appreciate you sharing that, buddy. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for it's being thanks on the show. You.
2: It's all thanks to you. I would have never figured that out if it wasn't for looking oh, at Oh, I don't
0: know. You're pretty smart. You figure <laughs> stuff out. You don't need my help. <laughs> okay. All right, George, thanks, thanks for much. sharing. Thank you okay. for being here, man. Take care.
2: Bye.
0: Okay. You know, we're going to have time for some more sharing. So if anybody's sitting there just thinking, oh, maybe I should raise my hand. Go ahead, okay, because we have two people on the line but coming in, but we have time for a few more, so we're going to talk to Marguerite next. Is your mic working okay, Marguerite? Can you
3: hear me?
0: Uh, yes, I can hear you. Oh,
3: good. Hi, I love this. This is fun. Um, My birthday is December 22nd. And, uh,
0: December 22nd? December? Yeah. And what year, Marguerite? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can barely hear you.
3: 1961.
0: Okay, 1961. Okay, so try to stay close to your mic so I can hear you, okay? Okay. Great. Okay, so um, what's on your mind? Did you have a question or did you just tell me what you would like to talk about?
3: I was introduced to your book in uh, around 2012. And I was fascinated with them, and I've been studying them ever since, and using them. And now I have uh, paying clients, and I've been um, and I've been diving into Western astrology, and now I want to learn Vedic astrology. And uh, I'm still, you know, I guess I would like to hear a little bit more about my birth card. And I always look at the Nine of Diamonds and the Jack of Clubs as well, um, in addition to the Nine of Hearts. I I really identify with all three of those cards. Can you validate or verify? Um,
0: well, first of all,
3: update?
0: have you done your Western chart, your Western astrology yes. chart? And what sign are you?
3: I'm a fourth rising, 28 degrees, and a zero degrees Capricorn sun.
0: Yeah, so you're a Capricorn. And yeah. yeah. So you're not a jack of clubs, you're a, a nine of hearts. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and it's really yeah. it's, it But you have to understand that every card in your life spread is expressed through you in some fashion. You know, it's part of your life spread. So it's not like you're devoid of that quality. You have every, you have the quality of every card in your life spread. And the Jack of Clubs is one of those cards, as well as the Jack of Diamonds and King of Clubs and Two of Clubs and Seven of Spades. You have all those cards within you, but these, the birth card and the ruling card, are, are the ones that are expressed in the most significant, dramatic way. And not just dramatic, but they're the ones that we identify with the most. You understand?
3: Which card?
0: The birth the card and the birth card and the ruling card. Oh,
3: okay. And in your, case, nine of diamonds?
0: in your case it's the the nine of hearts and nine of diamonds. You're a double nine. Okay? Okay. Right, right. Okay. Yep. So, um so is your mic like really crappy mic? What's going on? I hear noise and all kinds of stuff. Oops! It's now not you're,
3: really?
0: Oh, there you go. You're back again.
3: Huh? I don't know. Is this any better? Eh,
0: a little bit, I guess. So, would you like me to say a little bit about things about your cards, your birthday, or whatever? Um, Absolutely. Okay. Well, I had a good. I had a, a client for almost ten years he was uh, a business client and uh, he's your birthday different year though i think he was uh, a little older than you but i watched this guy very carefully and you know he he took the nine energy which is the nine is the giver all right so nine is the opposite of an ace an ace is all about themselves and a nine is all about everybody else. You understand? It's a universal yeah. number. It's a universal number, okay? So it's not a personal number. So it's the opposite of a personal number. You understand? So Absolutely. so fulfillment for a nine doesn't come through trying to chase after personal fulfillment every every nine who tries to find happiness through personal fulfillment ends up being very disappointed and they feel victimized by life okay they feel like like they're the victim and life is just treating them really badly do you understand and the the nine person that gives up their personal and dedicates themselves to helping others, it's a complete different story. It becomes like the nine then gets everything they ever wanted, okay, without having Uh to go after it. Hold on one second. Alyssa. I'm getting your messages, and you're in the queue, so I will call on you. Just hang in there, okay? Okay. So, okay, so does that make sense?
3: And I can say, that's good because it it helps to hear it Um, because I have discovered through the years that, well, I got involved with the 12-step program 24 years ago, and I learned the importance of being of service, and I discovered that the more I give and the more I'm of service, the more it comes back to me, and I don't have to seek out everything I desire. It's amazing because I um, ended a, a relationship in 2014, and I was about to find another place to rent. Next thing I know, I've got a friend showing up on my doorstep saying, why don't you come live with me in San Francisco? And ever mm-hmm. since then, um, everybody yeah. I live with, I've a service. And, and I discovered that because I'm also, um, you know, I, I do consulting, I do counseling, through to the Nine of Hearts. It comes very easily to me, and yes. I love doing it. I do it for free. But, so you've
0: just, you just discovered the key for yourself, Marguerite. You, that's your key right there. That's it. Okay.
3: Ever since I've had people, you know, a lot of people, I've come to know a lot of people, and I've got people inviting me to stay with them and live with them, and it's like I can't rent a place if I wanted to because <laughs> i
0: <It's laughs> Well, you know, you know, there's a there's a, there's an aspect that's found in certain people's charts in astrology It's called um, the hand of God, um, and. It's it's a peculiar uh, arrangement of planets, and it's not very common. um, But I would imagine that a lot of nine of hearts people have that, or other nines would have it, because it's an aspect that when you dedicate yourself to helping others, God just takes care of everything else for you. It's kind of like Mother Teresa, you know, like she dedicated herself and everything was provided to her, like that. I wouldn't be surprised if you have that in your chart.
3: Yeah, it's it's real. It's been my experience, and I've had so many close girlfriends who are nine of clubs.
0: Nine of clubs? Uh-huh. That's interesting.
3: And a lot of recurring charts come into my life, very close friend, Ada Club. Another one, Jack Hart. Yeah. Club, um, uh, and
0: now I've got two kind of Diamond's people that I'm very close to, and we're actually doing business together. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, Marguerite, I'm going. I'm going to let you go. It's. I, I want to just say your mic is very difficult to hear you. It's kind of blurred and uh, kind of not easy. I think probably other, I think others who are listening in are probably having a hard time understanding you. So, but thank you for calling This was a great conversation and I appreciate your sharing. Thanks for being here. Okay, Bye-bye. All right, good night. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, let's see. Alyssa, you were on the list, but you're not there anymore. I guess I don't know uh, why. And let's see who this is. Nine two eight area code. Who am I speaking with?
4: Hi, this is Trish. Is this this is? Thank you, Robert, for taking my call.
0: You're welcome. Can you Hi, hear Trish. me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you good. Thanks. Thank
4: you. Okay. Um, it was really hard to understand that um, the person on the yeah line.
0: yeah unfortunately. So I-
4: Yeah, and I think she was a nine of hearts. Is that correct or no? Yeah,
0: she was a nine of hearts and a nine of diamonds, a double nine.
4: Okay, because I'm a nine of hearts. So I was hoping that some of my questions get But So I will ask. I guess my question is about the karma of it. Um, Interesting question. Oh, sorry, Mike. So I was going to ask you about the seven of diamonds because that's my karma card. I guess how... I make how can I see that' Because, you know that's supposed to be a mirror of myself, correct So how can
0: yeah I if you have you met any seven of diamonds people?
4: Yes, I have one in my life, and that's my daughter, and then uh-huh. I have a that's a friend, so of course, I'm always trying to understand this relationship with her and how to make it better. You know, and it goes in yeah. ebbs and flows like everything else. But, yeah. you know, of mm-hmm. course, you know there's, it's much more, there's something different with that relationship. And I am always looking at, like, okay, she's my mirror. How can I treat this? How can I make it better? Because yeah. I, know I know I'm here to serve and I want to serve. And that's another thing I need. I'm, I also struggle with how to serve.
0: Well, you know, I would, I would be... Um I don't know, I don't know the, the I, I don't really have a, a definite answer for you, but I think that if I was you and I was one of these semi-fixed cards and I was meeting this other person who's like, I call it the cosmic soul twin, um, I would be looking for how much we are alike, you know, that's what I would okay. be focusing on. Like how much, in what ways are we so much alike? Because you have to be, really, you have to be alike in a lot of ways to be those two cards, okay? So I think a lot could be gained from that exploration, you know. Okay. Yeah, and that's not even like, that's not a big heavy thing, you know. It's not like a you got to do this kind of thing. It's like, it could be kind of a fun thing, you know.
4: I, I love that. And I wanted it positive before I got on the phone. I'm like, okay, I want something positive. Today is a day for me. <laughs> and and I, it's been a really good day. And I'm like, all right, Oh, that's I'm,
0: beautiful. I'm glad you're having a really good day.
4: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We so all much. deserve
0: a really good day every once in a while. Thank you. <laughs> in between no. those torturous days. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: Uh, uh, and this whole pharma today, I just want to tell you, I think it was beautiful how you explained it about the environment card and um, the displacement card, and it was very easy to understand. And oh, I appreciate the, you know, oh, very much. Thank
0: you. Thanks very much. I appreciate your kind words. So thanks for sharing on the show tonight. Okay. Oh, you're.
4: Thank you for taking my call.
0: You're welcome.
5: All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
0: Bye. Now there's somebody in the queue here that has their name as Robert Lee Camp. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to choose you. (laughs) Oh, they just dropped out. (laughs) I'm not gonna pick you unless you change your name to what your name really is, sorry. So uh, next up is Alyssa who's been uh, texting me here. Let's see, Alyssa, can you hear me?
5: (laughs) I can. That, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you
0: are a you are a persistent little thing, aren't you?
5: <laughs> no, I because in my meetings that I do for work, it just that's kind of how we do it. We just put our questions in. Um, oh yeah. Okay. But, but my first statement, um, I was not correct. Um, so my boyfriend is actually a two. Two um, clubs. Two Two, of clubs. Clubs. Yeah. two
0: of clubs, and you're a seven of hearts.
5: I'm a seven of hearts.
0: So you know when I do anything with relationships. I really need to know the birthday because I don't just use the birth cards. I use, always wow. use the birth and ruling cards. It's, it makes a complete difference. So Okay. What's your birthday, Alyssa? 10
5: 66
0: Okay, so you're a Scorpio. Thank you. Uh, yes. Seven of hearts. So I know your cards. And what are his cards? I mean, what's no. his birthday? Sorry. Um,
5: let's see. Hold on one second.
0: What sun sign is he? Do you know that?
5: Um, he's Aries.
0: Okay, that's all I need to know. Okay. So, so if he's an Aries, then he's a Four of Diamonds. I'm sorry, a Four of Hearts. Wait a minute. I don't think there is an Aries Two of Clubs. Is there? Is there an Aries Two of Clubs? I don't think there is an Aries Two of Clubs. No, there's not. I don't oh, okay. think there is. What's his birthday?
5: Well, I must. Have, I might have just gotten that wrong. So, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Well, I, I, if you're two of gloves as you say, I yeah. can see I can see one connection right away that's very significant. Um, you're two, you you You'd have three cards on by virtue of being a Scorpio. Yeah. So you have seven of hearts, jack of hearts, and the king of diamonds. Okay? Right. So so um, the King of Diamonds has a three of clubs as a karma card. We were talking about karma cards tonight. And the King of Diamonds' first karma card is a three of clubs. Okay? So is your boyfriend a two of clubs or a three of clubs? Uh, a two.
5: I think it's a two of clubs.
0: Okay. So if he's a two of clubs...
5: Well, he's... He's a Jack of Clubs with the two of Clubs uh, planetary roar. Okay,
0: there you go. So he's an Aries Jack of Clubs. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, same birthday as uh, George who called earlier. Oh, is it? Caller. Yeah, he's an Aries Jack of Clubs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what's significant here is that You're a two, he's a two of clubs and you have a three of clubs as a karma card, which is one of your, we call significators. So basically you're a three of clubs and he is a two of clubs. You follow me? Okay. This makes him moon to you. Okay. He's moon to you. So you're the leader of this relationship.
5: Oh, okay.
0: Very, very important. So whatever happens in this relationship is going to depend on what you decide to make happen and whatever you propose to him to happen. <laughs>
1: you know?
0: he's, he's, if he likes you, he's waiting for you to tell him what you want to do. Okay?
5: Oh, okay. Got it.
0: If he likes you, and he probably does, I guess. Uh, we wouldn't wow. be talking if he didn't. Uh, oh. Then he's waiting for you to propose to him what you, where you want to go with this relationship, and then he'll decide. Then he'll be able. Once you've laid it out for him where you want this to go, then he'll decide whether he wants to go with you.
5: Okay. All right. Got it. And. Um, That's
0: very. This is very important, uh, Alyssa. Very very important.
5: Yeah, I know. I have to think about what that means to me. It, it means that you're like, you're
0: you're, the, you're completely responsible for the direction of this relationship,
1: not him. Okay.
5: Oh, yeah that oh sorry about that um okay. yeah that's really okay, that's interesting, um, you know the other thing that i that's really been on my mind a lot is the king of diamonds part.
0: Yeah, what about the King of...
5: Well, because you, you were saying that the King of Diamonds, um, and so, I mean, this is also new for me, so I'm just kind of understanding, um, uh-huh. but I think the King of Diamonds is a pretty powerful card, that's something kind of... Yeah, yeah, happening. you're,
0: you're, you, you have a feminine side, but you have a very strong masculine side as well, you understand?
5: That's for sure, I've kind of felt like a hybrid a little bit in that way, you know, like... No,
0: two of your cards are masculine, you got a Jack of Hearts and a King of Diamonds, so... You know, now I've I've met women of your birthday, extremely beautiful and feminine looking, but their core is very strong.
5: You that's what really most people it. would say. They're like, you look so feminine. How could you be? But I'm kind of How like. How could you be amazing. such a little pistol? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the, the fire horse kind of thing coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you're a born leader. I mean, you can be a leader. I mean, that's Bill Gates' birthday, you know.
5: Well, that's kind of how these the whole thing with the cards came was so interesting to me because like immediately upon understanding just this basic part of it, I kind of felt like my whole life shifted and that I could kind of take back my power or or put myself more in the position that I was meant to be in rather than always trying to be the supporter for somebody else whether it was in business with clients or in a relationship. And I've always been that, you know, because I'm okay. I can be like, I can take the back seat, but when I when I, I realized like, well, what if people are kind of expecting me to be the leader? And I would, and I thought, well, I, I guess I haven't kind of stepped up to that role, and um, it just kind of shifted. You know, my well, my
0: I would think as a king, I th- I would think you have to have some area where you're the boss. I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be the whole pie, but yeah, you have the capacity to lead, and it, I mean. I mean I have a nephew, he's a king of clubs, and when he was only like five years old I told him, You know, you're a king and and I watched his I, I watched him just take that in and immediately he started acting like a king around the other kids. Not not bullying them, but taking care of them and directing them. He just basically basically took responsibility.
5: Yeah, you know? wow. He
0: just walked right into it. So you have that capacity too. So, and,
5: and I kind of felt like it kind of shifted for me like that, too. I mean, not that I was five, but, you know, that's that's very powerful to kind of see, like, why I feel like I've always been struggling with something that was unseen to me and not understanding the dynamic that was occurring. So the cards really started to make sense to me and put things in a perspective that
6: was more yeah. natural,
5: I guess. Well, and yeah, that's one I'm of the
0: benefits, like, you know, of the card everything. system. is the benef- One of the big benefits, I think, is that people get to see themselves in more or less an objective light that sheds light on their life in a positive way, where they can basically accept more who they actually are, you know? Yeah.
5: Well, that's a beautiful thing in itself there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think it is. So, it's great. I appreciate your sharing about all this stuff. Yeah.
5: Thank you.
0: So, you know, um, your boyfriend's waiting to hear where you want to go, so...
5: Mm-hmm. I know, I'm just the I, I am going to think about that. Where are we going? Well, I mean you
0: you obviously see unconsciously you picked a man that would let you be king, see. Oh. You you did that Got whether it. you whether you did it consciously or unconsciously, that's what you did. And now you're gonna get a chance to test your leadership skills in the context of this relationship. See? Okay.
5: <laughs> that that's very interesting. <laughs> I I can't wait to see how it goes.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it means you're gonna to have to be responsible for a lot of what happens.
5: See? Okay, all right. You know, well, thank like you.
0: It either worked or it didn't work, but it was mostly up to you. So.
5: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Well, yeah, and so I have I I, I think that's one of the things, and just kind of discovering what all this means to you, and then how does that how does that uh, how, do you, how does it play out? You know, like yeah, How do you integrate
0: that? Sure.
5: Like some of it kind of happened to me in a way, like just by knowing, like even when you told your your nephew or whatever, um, it just you 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 try it on and you go, wow, that fits. That fits really nicely. And then the other stuff is whoa. Like I've been coming from a whole different place. No wonder I feel like I'm trying to put the square in the round hole.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're not only a king, you're also a jack of hearts. I mean, even people they interview Bill Gates and he'll say like, you know, what I'm really doing is helping younger people.
5: Oh, wow.
0: That that from his own perspective, that was what was important about his work, was oh, that he wow. was employing and helping younger people to advance themselves within the company of Microsoft. So that's, so there was a Jack of Hearts thing going on there, and a Seven of Hearts thing. See, Yeah. so you're all of those, you're all of those combined. Okay, um, they're not. It's not just one
5: energy. One thing.
0: Yeah. There's right. Like well, the Seven of
5: Hearts was a big deal for me because I, I, and then you have all that masculine energy, and and the combination of that, yeah. it's really interesting. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes
0: intense, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, I had a, a girlfriend once who was your birthday, and it was very interesting. And I'm a queen of diamonds, so you know, I was the moon person in that relationship too. Mm. And you know, um, and I'm, I tend to be very masculinely identified, so I often have difficulty being moon to somebody, even though I really like them. You know, so uh, it was, it was a very interesting
5: experience. Wow. You know? Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, but uh, I can imagine. well,
0: I'm going to uh, go let some other people talk real quick. Okay. Uh, but thank you for calling, Alyssa. Have a great yeah, evening. Yeah,
5: thanks. You too. All right. Bye bye.
0: Okay, well, we are over time here, so I'm not going to be able to get to everybody, but I am going to call on Rose, who wrote me. Today. Hi Rose, are you there?
6: Hi Robert. Yes, I'm here. How are you?
0: Good. How are you?
6: I'm doing great.
0: Oh, glad to hear uh, it.
6: Yeah. Um <laughs> sorry about that. That was me. That was Robert Lee Camp. I had um I had logged <laughs> in. I know. I had logged in thinking I needed to put in your username and then if ah,
0: wrong, I put it in the I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thanks for clearing up that mystery. I was like, who's impersonating me here tonight. Oh no, it was a total mistake. I was like I was just thinking <laughs> I thought, Oh, I gotta put the username in so I can get to the right phone call. I thought I was being stalked or something there, Rose. It was getting exciting. So oh, well hey glad you cleared that up.
6: <laughs> well maybe we needed a little excitement.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe so. So, so what can well, I do for you tonight, Rose?
6: Yeah, so my question was I I was really intrigued about the karma uh my my karma cards and um, you know what my particular you know challenges to overcome are.
0: What is your birthday again rose
6: um, august twenty seventh seventy
0: Okay um, Yes, well, it's very interesting you know um, you're the same birthday as my best friend's wife. Her name is Sarah, and uh, you know I've known Joseph, her husband. He's a King of Hearts. <laughs> so King of Hearts married to a Queen of Hearts, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, nice.
6: My husband's an Ace of Spades.
0: Ah, yes. Uh, well, that's nice too because he's very ma- that's a masculine number, and you're a feminine number. But you're also masculine with his Ten of Spades and with his Ten of Clubs. You know, so. Like there's a thing. What I've noticed with my my friend's wife Sarah is that there's this tennis phase, which it it can take different forms, but frequently it's like like a feeling like she has to work really hard at everything, like or she should be working. You understand? Yeah. There's something going on around like accomplishing and doing and things like that. Um, does that make sense? Does that ring a bell at all? Like, what is it? How how do you see it for yourself? It's it's something about doing and doing a lot, okay?
6: I always, yeah, I feel like if I'm not accomplishing or using all of my skills kind of at their capacity, I'm sort of dissatisfied.
0: Right, like you're not fulfilling your highest potential or something like that.
6: Right,
0: and you know Sarah, she um, she's a gifted writer, and she was born into a family. Her father owned newspapers. Okay, he owned a whole chain of newspapers, and she never really had to work. She inherited uh, enough money that she never actually had to to actually get a job. But she went out and got jobs anyway, right? Which is exactly what you would have done too, probably. You know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, well, I'm a, I've been a stay-at-home mom for about maybe 11 years, but, you know, kind of working on and off because uh-huh. it's, it's fulfilling. It's, it's hard to be fulfilled right. being at home. Well, you, you know, know,
0: like Sarah didn't need to work but she felt like she should or had to work. And that's that, I, I believe that's the ten of spades acting out there.
6: Yeah, well, that's great because, so based on what you mentioned before about the first karma card being the one that you need to give to.
0: You need to pay attention to. You need to, yes, you need to look at it and uh, and examine it closely, Let's see Okay, so I, stud- I should study the negative side of that card. Well, well, the, the negative side of that card would be a workaholic. Yeah. Somebody who's working so much, and it's not for a positive reason. It's for some. There could be, like, you know, I think Sarah uncovered some negative, like, beliefs about herself. You know, I mean, why, why couldn't she just relax and just receive? Why did she feel like she had to go work? See, what was the motivating thing inside that was saying, "Oh, I should work. Why? Because a lot of people don't have any problem with that. Oh, I don't need to work. <laughs> no problem. You know. Do you follow what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, I follow what you're saying. It's yeah. M. I mean,
0: like it's only only she had to do it that way. She had to work, but it, and it was out of some sense of um, responsibility, or like you said, like you're not meeting your full potential, but she still has that. She still has it.
6: <laughs> right. Even I mean, though she's
0: still working on it. Still mm-hmm. working on it's what I really mean to say. Still mm-hmm. working on it.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder what what could help with that. What kind of in, advice I I feel like, um, you know, I love I love being a stay at home mom. I absolutely love it. But you know. Um, I feel, yeah. It's uh, maybe. What's the second karma card then? What's what's the next thing that they, that one?
0: Well, the, set, the the second karma card is the nine of clubs, and that card says that you have a lot of knowledge, and it's very easy for you to give it to other people. You know, you were
6: right. So I wasn't for a long time.
0: I mean, Sarah writes. She writes. I've read her writing. She she likes to write. Yeah. And she wrote her and her husband wrote a book and I've read her writing. She writes almost exactly like I do. It's so beautiful. It's like she writes she's aware of the people she's writing for. It's it's just logical. I just yeah. when I read her writing, I'm like, I could have written that, you know. And, yeah. and 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 it's it's beautiful. So you have that. My suggestion is just to explore that urge inside to do and see what's inside of it. Like, why? What's inside of that? You know what I mean?
6: Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Like, why is it pushing on me? You might ask. That's a question you might ask. Why is that pushing on me? Why well, well, do the, I feel like I have to do that? You know? Yeah.
6: Those so kind I of have, questions. I have this idea that I might even, maybe I'm going to float this out there, um, that in a past life i didn't have i i had didn't have to i was lazy and i didn't really have to work because i was had some kind of position in royalty or something Mm -hmm. and um so
0: it's that's possible but i don't think it's helpful as much as feeling in the in the real time right now feeling into it and seeing Mm -hmm. what you find i think that's more helpful like, if you know the story from the past life, that might be helpful, or it might not be helpful. It might not, it may not, might not help you actually see a difference in that. You, you know, just because you have a story about it. That doesn't mean you have the truth about it either. Right. It may be the truth, but there, there can always be some doubt there with those kind of stories, too. Right. So, but I think through you have the ability to feel into it, and I think in that way... You can actually get to the bottom of it. Okay. More That's effectively. good. Thank
6: you. Um, I know you said you were out of time, um, but is there anything you wanted you wanted to say briefly that could about the Queen of Hearts and Ace of Spades relationship?
0: Well, I think your first connection is a vertical Mars connection. Is that what's his birthday, by the way?
6: Uh, June third, nineteen sixty
0: nine. Oh, okay. So he is uh, Seven of Hearts ruling card. Is that correct?
6: pretty
0: sure yeah, yeah. so he, he's you know I don't I've never met your husband but you know that card that birthday and that card and so forth has a lot of emotional issues insecurity um, there's a sensitivity there which he may or may not be willing to acknowledge you know, it's it's hard for men in a way to acknowledge that they're sensitive or that they could be fearful. You, know, yeah. you follow me?
6: Yeah. So that's the vertical Mars connection when that.
0: Well, the ver- now, now I'm talking about him by himself right now. The fact that he's an Ace of Spades and the Seven of Hearts.
6: And the, but the, but that affects when we when we have that vertical Mars. Well,
0: it would affect any relationship he's in. Yeah. You know, he would be he would be oversensitive in some areas, and it would be in contrast to his masculine side. And that could be hard for him to integrate,
6: see? Right.
0: Uh, And you have a lot of masculine energy, too, because you have a 10 as a ruling card and a 10 as a karma card, even though you're a queen of hearts, you know what I mean? You have have a considerable amount of masculine energy yourself.
6: Yeah, and And, I think when I feel like
0: it might be like, there could be a little bit of competition on the masculine side between the two of you.
6: Right. Right. I think Possibly. Right. And that can make him feel insecure.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I mean, I've met women that, uh, it hasn't happened very often, but I have met people at different times in my life, women that were, their energy was more masculine than mine. And I feel like I'm pretty masculine, but I felt threatened by them. Like it's, seem to threaten my own masculinity you know like I guess you could say that some women can like you know demasculate a man you know they can if their energy is strongly masculine and it's not in anything it's not how they look or how they present themselves it's just an energy that's there you know but see he's actually very masculine but he's got this feminine side. and if he's not actually dealing with that feminine side if he's not exploring that then it's going to crop up at times. It's going to take over at times, and he's going to feel very insecure. You understand?
6: Yeah, yeah I'm familiar with that um, that feeling. And,
0: and that's going to be, like, really hard for him to reconcile because mostly he feels like a really masculine guy, you know? that's how he sees himself I'm sure he's an ace you know that's that's the most masculine number the ace oh Uh, so I'm just guessing you know that this is this is a very possible dynamic I'm not saying it's definitely happening but it's certainly possible and you guys have Mars together you have to be careful with Mars um it's not all that you have though um I believe there's a Cosmic Reward card there. I have to look a little more carefully. Um. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry, there's no Mars there. What am I saying? That's not Mars. I was thinking of an Ace of Diamonds. I don't know how I got that. Oh, I got mixed up between the Ace of Diamonds, yeah. It's actually a Uranus connection. That's your first connection with him is Uranus. What does that mean? Well, it means that, well, from your point of view, he'd be somewhat unpredictable. I mean, how is it?
6: Yeah, I mean, well, there's never a dull moment.
0: Well, when somebody's Uranus, that's a friendship connection, Uranus, okay? Now, when somebody is our Uranus card, if we have any expectations of them, it can often result in like a big like surprise you see like and it's not anything that they are doing. like he may be trying very hard to show up and be consistent and be there for you, but something always happens you know um, so your your relationships can work, but there has to be a certain amount of freedom there. There can't be a lot of, like, you know, I need you to be here all the time kind of energy. It just doesn't work usually for Uranus relationships. Yeah. You got, no, that's, you've got a very strong Uranus connection with your husband.
6: Yeah, that's true. That, and we, we pretty much let each other kind of do what we want to do within our strong yeah, commitment.
0: That, that's the only way it could work. But So sometimes that's really good. I've had I've had couples that have that, and it works and then but sometimes after like a number of years you might think wow we really don't connect that well together (laughs) or we don't spend any time together and sometimes uh, there can be a shift you know down the line It, it just depends you know it it just depends as long as you're okay with it and it's good then it's not a problem but some people would prefer to have more time and energy with their partner. You understand?
6: Yeah, yeah.
0: And not so much of the freedom thing. They might want to just like, hey, how come we don't spend more time together? It just depends on you and him. You probably like time by yourself. I know my friend, uh, my friend's wife, Sarah, loves to have time to herself.
6: You know? Yeah. We're pretty independent, but you know, we, he's a homebody, so he loves being at home, and you know,
1: uh, and
6: wow. and so my daughter is, you know, she loves her dad, and you know, it's oh,
0: yeah.
6: a lot that of sounds... freedom within commitment in terms of allowing yeah. each other hobbies, and um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You
6: know, we're sounds... looking at we're looking at moving soon, and so I, I guess I'm also concerned about how is the best way that I can support him in terms of the job search? Because um, I feel like I'm kind of like leading and pushing the idea and wanting to like maybe the best way to motivate the the best way to motivate him without making him feel insecure. Like I, you know, where I'm not like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. mm. I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, I, I really have to go now. We've gotten a little bit um uh, I've gone a little bit pretty far far over time. Um so but you know, if you still want to talk about this, why don't you call back on another show and we can talk about it some more.
6: Yeah, thanks Robert. Appreciate your You're
0: you're very welcome and thanks for sharing tonight, Rose. All right, thank you. All right, bye bye. Okay guys, yeah, uh Ace well Ace is Ace is the original masculine number okay kings are masculine jacks are masculine 10s are masculine 10s are masculine because they have an ace in there and those are the masculine numbers I I don't know ace of spades is super masculine just because it's a spade and it's a doer so like if you want to know a famous ace of spades look at uh, the gladiator Russell Crowe I mean that guy you know just his persona super masculine. Of course, he's also an Aries, and Aries is an ace sign, so there's another. It has even more than the average ace in there, but all aces are masculine. Women who are aces are masculine. Women that are jacks and kings and aces and Tens, they have a strong masculine nature. That's how it is. Okay, folks, we're going to call it a night. Thank you all for being here, and I look forward to our next show, which is going to be about prosperity really like what's going on with prosperity how does it really work and how can we guarantee that we always have it in our lives it's a tricky question but it has a great answer and I hope you'll be here to talk about it so have a great night we're going to end our show and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks thank you so much